Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Mike Alameda Show, episode 123, Marvel, Kanye, and Sharks. Act 1, Marvel. So uh, today, I was having a conversation with JT, my co-host of World Poetry Open Mic. Also happens to be a huge fan of the Marvel Universe, understandably so. It's very well crafted. It's a huge thing. Lots of people love it. Um, but we were talking about the fact that there's been a bit of a controversy around James Cameron saying that while he loves the movies, there's, uh, you know, he's hoping for a bit of Avengers fatigue, that it's getting really old watching, uh, you know, men with no families go around and destroy cities fighting for things that's just happened over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, he's sick of it. Now, JT, along with a lot of other people, take issue with this statement. Um, I, on the other hand, I'm completely in agreement. So we had this discussion, but it's it's not so much about that. I think everyone can have their own opinion. No big deal. But it's interesting watching the backlash and the amount of people trying to make comments about Mr. Cameron's statement. And what it's really led me to think about is uh, it reminds me a lot of watching the political arguments that we see online now. You know, if someone says something that is remotely against what you think should be said, People will start tearing you down on social media as much as possible, writing articles about how you need to shut up, how you need to go away. And it's, it's you know, normal for people to have discussions and talk about things. Absolutely. There's nothing uh, inherently wrong with that. But I think it's interesting and I think it's showing more and more that the Marvel or just superhero fan base um, that kind of surrounds that type of film is a lot more authoritarian than... Uh, you know, one might expect. But when you really sit back and look at it, it's completely authoritarian. One, it takes its authority from the creators of the original series. Then it turns and micromanages those rules. If anybody messes it up, they're vicious and angry and will really call you out. It's, and, and I understand it means a lot to them. But this is, this is pretty intense stuff, right? So if anybody says anything against it... God forbid James Cameron say he loves the Avengers movies, but he's getting sick of it. You know, then they're going to start lambasting him and tearing him apart. That seems authoritarian. It seems strange, especially seeing that these people are literally taking over movie theaters because of how many movies are out there. So I'm here to quickly uh, make that point to assign my uh, my name to the list of people who agree with James Cameron and third to issue a statement uh, basically I'm sick of superhero movies I think the archetype is done to death I cannot wait for them to be over um, I'm a fan of the hero's journey I think they have their own merit I understand people love them that's cool good on you if you do but as far as for me my artistic uh, sensibilities and what I like you know, I'm so done. I, I, I cannot believe that I'm, you know, my, my 13 year old me would not believe I'm saying this, but I don't need to see another superhero movie as long as I live now that I think about it. And the sooner this genre spike is over, the better. Act two, Kanye West. So today Kanye West went on a bit of a Twitter, uh, you know, a Twitter thing where he mentioned that uh, he really likes Donald Trump. Donald, you know, Trump's my brother. And he says they both have dragon blood, uh, which makes me think instantly, uh, is dragon blood related to, to warlock 
blood, uh, you know, this kind that Charlie Sheen has. Um, but at any rate, you know, all kinds of people aren't sure what to take with, um, you know, how to take Kanye West talking about Trump in this way. And uh, I think a lot of people are overthinking it. You know, I, I don't know if Kanye's really thought it through as much as everyone's trying to, but there's this ridiculous amount of cognitive dissonance. And uh, I can really understand where it's coming from. But here are a few thoughts. Firstly, Kanye is a pop star. He's not a politician. He's not necessarily a philosopher, no matter how much he, he tries to convince you that he is. He's a pop star. He's an artist. And I happen to think, even though I don't agree with all of his opinions, I happen to think he's a very vivid, bright star out there. I think he's great. And I really enjoy his work. I, I appreciate people who make bold, courageous, out there decisions and aren't worried if someone likes it or not. They're not asking your permission. And I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, even though I think Trump is in totally the wrong job for this kind of attitude, it seems like what it is. A guy like Trump doesn't ask permission. He goes. He goes for it. And uh, he has built a career on creating things, right? Those have been the projects and his real estate projects. And that's something I feel like Kanye probably really connects with. The idea of someone who doesn't ask for permission and creates a world, creates a reality. Now, Kanye also did go on to say that he does not agree with, with everything Trump says. He doesn't agree with it. He clarifies this. Apparently, Kim Kardashian, his wife, called him and said, hey, you need to clarify your, the position that you posted on Twitter. And he came back and he, he really did. He said he didn't agree 100% with anybody. But, uh, you know, I think people are putting too much stock in this. Guys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Kanye thinks about it. I think Kanye is, um, he's a creator. And what he's trying to resonate with is not bureaucrats, but a creator. And I think, you know, unfortunately at this time, Trump was the, was the real game in town for that, for, uh, for him, you know, not saying I agree with him, not saying anything like that. Just, I think we're taking a little too seriously. Let, Hey guys, let Kanye be Kanye, right? It's not that hard. And act three sharks. Now this is the least pop culture referencey part of the evening. Um, so there's a, um, while I was laying sick, and if, you, if you've listened to some of the past episodes in recent days, you know I've been pretty laid out and uh, kind of out of commission uh, for a few days until today where I rose up and I felt great. As Daniel Day-Lewis says in uh, Gangs New York, I rose up again with a full heart. And uh, so the uh, while I was sick, I started watching a documentary called Fish People on Netflix, and I definitely recommend it. Now, the first part of the film is the thing I really want to refer to. This man used to have to go out and catch his family's food every evening uh, or every day so they could eat, and he would do this this kind of deep water dive with no uh, with no oxygen, and he would go spearfishing, and he would you know kill the food and bring it back up. And his he used to bring his little daughter with him. And of course, she wouldn't go down to the depths, but he'd have her starting to practice about five feet down. You know, she could come back up. Well, eventually she became incredible, far surpassing what her father could do. So now she goes and she can hunt. She doesn't have to, you know, now, but she can when she wants to. And she loves to spend time underwater and she can hold her breath for an incredible amount of time. And uh, 
and really, really, you know, get into the atmosphere and really understands the ecosystem. But there's one section I thought was just so profound and interesting, and it kind of goes with the podcast yesterday. She, used to, she said that she used to be absolutely terrified when she saw a shark. And then one day, she had just killed a fish, and she was reeling it in at the end of her spear. And she saw a shark coming towards the fish. And something just kind of changed in her. And instead of her feeling fear, she pulled the, the fish in as quickly as possible, which, of course, directed the shark directly towards her. She got the fish close to her body, and then she just started swimming directly at the shark. Now, the moment that she started going towards the shark, the shark turned and bolted away and disappeared. And she realized that the energy that she was approaching, that she was putting out into the world, had a reciprocal effect. It actually did make a real difference in the world. And it reminds me so much of the lobster story from last episode that I thought it was a, a positive thing to, to mention here and to kind of reinforce that message of standing tall with your shoulders back, both metaphorically and physically. So I hope you enjoy those. Everybody, I want to say thank you. This was just kind of a, uh, you know, a, an experiment, just doing a few topics from the day. Um, just trying to see, you know, if there was anything useful there for you. It's my goal to try to help inspire you or have you see things in a different way. And uh, hopefully I can, I'm, hopefully I'm doing a good job for you. If you want to find out more about me, you can find me at michaelamaday.com. If you find yourself being creative with poetry, lyrics, short fiction, consider listening to my radio show, World Poetry Open Mic, broadcast every Friday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find us at worldpoetryopenmic.net. We do, in Mountain Time, uh, deal with daylight savings, so you definitely want to check that out when you're making your plans. I will be returning soon with the health update now that I'm feeling better. I just need want to make sure I'm feeling 100% before I get back into the exercise program. But until next time, which will be tomorrow, keep living authentically and keep living creatively.